0: Good morning and welcome to The Lettuce Inn. A quick recap from last week's episode. Everybody had some interesting run-ins with each other before they actually met one another. We've got uh, Maria who's on the run from somebody. Uh, We've got Henry, who was meeting with a member of the council to be trained to kind of help with his emotions and his powers. We've got Lemon the Dud, who is trying to find some sort of mysterious figure that was hanging out by his room at the inn. And then we have Thirsty, who has no memory of himself. He's trying to figure out who he is. Aren't we all trying to figure out who we are? Anyways, so... So, everybody is currently at the Golden Fountain, which is just a couple, like maybe a block or two away from the council's big towering building, where you guys have run into each other and you're starting to remember each other from this weird dream vision thing that you guys have had Uh, so we're gonna kind of start that off there where you guys kind of start recognizing each other.
1: So Maria is just sitting cross-legged in the fountain at this point just staring at everybody not saying anything.
2: Henry is uh, a little out of breath after having run back here after being blipped a short distance but at this point he's got his uh, little red stress ball and he's uh, kind of frantically um, squeezing it. You do see a little smile on his face as he recollects that dream and notices that he's finally meeting these people.
3: Uh, So for Lemon, um, as interesting as this meeting was, I thought, I knew that these were not the people I was looking for. I had to go and find that man or that figure. I guess it could have been a woman. I had to go and find that figure. Or non-binary, they could have been non-binary. I had to go find that figure.
1: Do you know that we can hear you?
3: And and Lemon ignores that and starts walking away, but then pauses. But then I remembered the other mystery, that dream, my first one. They were there, or yes. And Lemon turns around and uses his, his private eyes to kind of like go back through his memory of the dream that he's logged in his automaton brain to confirm, like, yes, these were the people in my dream.
4: Well, it seems I'm not the only one who uh, remembers something about each of you. How about the rest of you? Anyone have any trippy visions?
1: Maria has just, upon hearing this, like, anyone hear any trippy visions? Like, a trippy vision she just kind of sinks farther into the fountain and just kind of looks at Thirsty like, what?
2: As a matter of fact, yes. I... I... Remember fighting alongside you all. I, I can't help but think it wasn't just a random coincidence.
3: So it wasn't my first dream. I thought it was a vision. But warden visions kind of like dreams. Were dreams just not special visions? That's very poetic.
0: Lemon, as you're as you're starting to kind of contemplate whether it was a dream or a vision, you kind of feel this sharp pain in the back of your head every time you start, like, coming to the conclusion that it's a dream. It starts kind of, like, shocking you.
3: I felt the sharp pain in the back of my neck, and it was like a bee, and I was someone who was allergic to bees. I had something better for this. I did. Uh, <laughs> what was it? It's, um, oh, it was like a bee sting, and I... I was allergic to bees.
1: So we all had this vision. I've
3: never dreamed about
4: somebody I've never met before. Uh, I think
1: it
3: must mean something. I've never dreamed.
0: And something something interesting about automatons too is something interesting about automatons too is not all of them are bad. So kind of in this society, you would assume that. Because some of the automatons dream and they brought these monsters out, they would all be bad or they would all lead to something like that. But they, throughout kind of like the studying of automatons and their actions, they can tell when an automaton is starting to kind of break Kind of like in some horror movies when somebody is like infected or something happens, they kind of get that wiring that kind of starts growing from their necks and starts creeping onto their face. That's kind of what the start of the nightmares look like on some of the automatons. At first, it didn't seem like a problem. It was probably, they're just like, oh, maybe some sort of literal virus. And so they tried to get rid of it, but it just never went away. So when they start getting dreams... They start kind of growing this visual virus on their bodies, despite whatever color they've turned themselves into or what they've covered themselves with. It is prominent and it comes through. So automatons are still loved and used, kind of like a member of society. But when they start presenting with this virus, uh,
3: like rabies,
0: almost like yeah, kind of like, a, like like a, a like a mental Your
3: your pet. Like your pet yeah. dog who gets bitten by a rabbit oh. raccoon
0: yeah pretty much and they've got to figure out some way to take care of them um or try to stop it but obviously that doesn't always work
2: so is uh lemon presenting with the wiring and all that
0: he is not nope. That is a very good question, but he is currently not present. So as you guys are kind of starting to familiarize yourself with each other a little bit, you hear some voices coming from around a couple different corners. You can't tell exactly where it's at. I can't find her. She must have gone this way. We haven't gone down this alley. And there are some uh, metallic footsteps from uh, some automatons starting to come your guys's direction.
1: Maria, as soon as she starts to hear these voices, just goes flat back into the water, just like laying down perfectly
0: still. And and all of you guys see this, and it's very precarious.
2: Can uh, can Henry position so he's like sitting on the fountain right in front of where her outline would be?
0: Absolutely.
2: Just trying to look casual with a stress ball.
0: Let's have you do a roll because this is kind of a slightly scary situation. So let's see. Let's have you roll. Roll me your random teleport. Oh, snap.
2: All right, I've got a two, three, four.
0: You are starting to feel yourself getting ready to teleport, but as you continually squeeze the ball, you're starting to calm yourself down a little bit, like right before you feel yourself just leave, you stay where you're at. Thirsty and Lemon, what are you guys doing?
5: Thirsty's still standing there kind of like in front of everybody. And he just turns around to like face anyone who comes and be weird. Like he knows he's off-putting, so he's going to use that to his advantage and just kind of like, not intimidate, but weird out anyone who comes looking because he has picked up on the fact that they are looking for Maria.
3: Do can we see them? The automatons? You cannot
0: see them yet, but you can hear them and they they sound like they're coming closer to your direction.
3: Are automatons uses as police at all?
0: Yes and no. Uh okay. sometimes they are. Uh but these ones in particular, you don't necessarily know this yet, but these ones are not cops.
3: Okay, yes, Lemon Nose Automatons though, so...
0: Yes. Um, L-
3: let me look at my...
0: You could probably do like deductive sheet. reasoning. Could probably do something in regards to like probably use that and see what information you can gather from them.
3: Okay, um, so yeah, I'll use deductive reasoning. So that gives me plus two dice. Uh, so what's... having dice am I rolling.
0: Let's see. Uh, go ahead and roll three.
3: So it's a one difficulty dice? Yeah. Okay.
0: Let's do this.
3: Ah. awesome a three four and six
0: you kind of like hone into their voices as as they're shouting through the streets when it comes to automatons that are cops they don't necessarily shout they more like internally communicate with each other so these are very clearly not cops but you can tell they're automatons specifically by their uh sound of like they're running it's more of a metallic heavy sound
3: okay um how i guess since automatons are usually programmed they react differently around each other depending on the automaton like Mm -hmm. normal monsters okay
0: as you're trying to figure out who they are they start coming around the corner and these automatons are all black with like a little bit of gold lining, like on the creases in their shoulders and wrists and hands. These are very, very fancy looking Lemon automatons.
3: Is kind of the opposite. He's white with yellow bits.
0: And if you actually want to roll deductive reasoning for me again.
3: Okay, uh, three dice? Yeah. Six, six, four. It's like last season, my rolls are gonna be so bad in the back half of the season (laughs)
0: it's true let's see these particular automatons they have a very so because of their coloring it's a very clear indication of where they came from so these ones very clearly have either been hired or work for the water alliance so the water alliance if uh If you guys happen to have the map handy or you look on social media at the map, it is just to the left of Council City, which is the main city hub. This is where any water monsters or creatures can come kind of connected to the Council City. So they have a way to get from the water to the council. And over there is also the air transportation. So that's where people can come in and out of the city using the sky boats that are there. So they have come from the Water Alliance.
3: So they're definitely waterproof. I, I would assume most automatons yeah. are waterproof.
0: Yeah, they're pretty waterproof. And Maria, you do not see this as you are underneath the water.
3: Okay, as an automaton, I don't think I'd really need to deductive reasoning too much for this, but like I would now that I see them, I'm gonna use my private eyes intelligence gathering to see if I can figure out a way to if there's something in my memory banks to to, to distract them or just a way to get them. off the trail
0: yeah go for it let's have you just roll the two
3: two dice yeah okay and with i'm using the left eye intelligence gathering okay so that's uh re-rolling ones perfect two twos
0: it, within your memory banks this is kind of like dusting off an old folder that you'd forgotten about in your basement but you open it and there's nothing there you could have sworn there was something there
3: i think like lemon is there. a fairly new automaton in the grand scheme of things is just kind of my impression of him or maybe not oh maybe lemon not. doesn't really he's not he's not like thirsty and amnesiac but you know his memory yeah. can be overwritten that's um, very possible yeah let's just cut all of that out and <laughs> okay um So Lemon, I looked at them thinking, not Tomaton is not automaton, it's not automaton. I can do this. I can help my new companions. But instead, I shoved my hand in that waste basket of a filing cabinet in my head and pulled out just a crumpled old napkin covered in mustard. There's nothing there. What could I do? Think, Lemon. Think. Think on your feet. What can you do? And so Lemon's just going to look around and stuff, and I've spent way too much time doing my stuff, so I'm going <laughs> to... uh, You're okay.
0: You are okay because Thirsty's kind of ready to look intimidating. Maria is hiding, and Henry is strategically placing himself so it can kind of cover any resemblance of anything in the water. These automatons start walking up to you guys in a very authoritative manner. They stand very tall and firm. We are looking for a water creature. Have you seen one pass by? And they try to look around henry to see if there's anything behind him so henry i'm gonna have you roll a defense because you're kind of defending a way
2: i've got a three four and a five
0: they start to circle around you but you kind of follow them as they go very nonchalantly and they hear something break almost like a window breaking from the other side of the street they say nothing and they continue to walk down the street and start jogging to whatever that sound was
2: this point henry's squeezing of the ball is just like at this fever pitch
0: yep i'm gonna have to ask you to roll random yeah. teleport again <laughs> <laughs> for a random teleport i'll have you just roll two dice
2: okay that is a four and a six
0: Awesome. There was just something so calming about knowing who these people were from your vision and the need to defend and protect them that it started to kind of override the emotion of kind of fight or flight. So your flight kind of starts to taper down and they're gone. All right.
2: I'd say that everyone can kind of notice as Henry is calming down a little bit. um, His... The like the feelings of random teleportation always come with a little bit of queasiness. So it's like he, he has just a little quick dry heave, but he's able to hold it back, thankfully. <gasps>
1: oh, <laughs> poor guy. So Maria is, you know, back flat in the water and so can kind of see Henry through the water, blurry as he is. She can tell when he stops squeezing the stress ball at a mile a minute and therefore realizes that things appear to have calmed down and just barely surfaces enough just to hear and can hear that the footsteps have faded away into the distance and so sits straight up and is just you guys saved me you didn't have to save me
3: no and i'm gonna give you some advice you probably shouldn't hide near the water it's where they're gonna look for you
4: (laughs) anything to help a friend i just wanted to know what do they
3: want you for
1: oh it's a long story um should we get out of the water then move away
3: let's move away from the water somewhere a little drier but not too dry not too dry but drier nonetheless
1: not hot
3: no probably not i don't do you, do you like do you prefer hot or cold i'm not very familiar i with the your... okay, so no heat okay all right
0: thirsty i'm gonna have you roll an awareness for me real quick and that is four dice for you.
5: Okay. Thank you for telling me that.
0: <laughs> You're welcome.
5: <laughs> and they're D6s, right? Yes. All right. Uh, five, five, two, and three.
0: Okay. So as you guys are kind of starting to gather up and walk away, barely out of the corner of your eye, one of the uh, apartments... That are next to you, you see a creature that kind of resembles uh, your monster and the blinds shut really quickly. Same with a couple of others down the street. It doesn't bother you, but something feels familiar about these window blinds shutting, but you can't quite place what it is.
5: Um, How far away are they?
0: They're decently far, maybe like 50 some odd feet.
5: Hmm. thirsty just kind of gives him a glance and then turns around and it's just like must be another mahaha in this city. Weird. We usually come from up north. That's okay.
0: Yep. Uh so you guys are kind of which which direction you guys kind of want to wander off to Are you guys like maybe wanting to grab some coffee?
3: Which of us knows the most about the city?
0: I would probably say Henry because he can easily get around undetected and kind of ordinary. That he just kind of knows things okay. and where things are.
3: So uh, Lemon's gonna turn to Henry and say, um, "Yes, you, the tall, slender one. the 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 other two seem to be new to the city, and you you look like a city a city fella." Thank you. Can you? The Mahaha is also tall. <laughs> <laughs> So, sorry, the uh, the other tall one. The I'm sorry, what, what are your names? Name's Henry. Henry, okay. I go by thirsty. Thirsty, I thought. Thirsty, I was thirsty for knowledge, trying to figure out just what what devil's name was going on here
1: maria has positioned herself so she's sort of in the center of the group of them because everyone else is significantly taller than she is uh and so to just kind of camouflage as best she can and it's just going with the flow
3: do you do you want my hat do you think they'll help disguise you
1: i don't really think it goes with the vibe i feel like it might uh draw more attention fair enough
3: henry you seem like a, a city fella can you quickly take us take us somewhere yeah, uh, where do you like to go? Anywhere where we can sit down, blend in, and plan scheme.
1: I mean, far away from anywhere where there's anyone who wants to kill me. Right,
0: you know that there is. You could either go through the mountains, or you can go on the skyboats. Try to dodge the these hired automatons from getting you. You can fly away. And Henry, you do know of a very quick way to get there through the markets?
2: All right, um, follow me. I, I think I've got just the place where if anyone ends up tailing us, we can duck into an alley somewhere.
0: Perfect. And Lemon, Lemon, will you also roll an awareness for me?
3: Ooh, let me check my awareness. Four dice. I'm my tiny dice this time. All right. A one, a three, a four, and a six.
0: Huh, that like doesn't right help. <laughs>
3: That's the perfect spread.
0: <laughs> um, you are still concerned about the footprints and the automaton that was following you. As you're going through the market, as you're following Henry, kind of dodging and diving, different rug makers and artists and food stands, you're keeping an eye out for some of those footprints, but you are not finding anything. They Um, seem to have disappeared.
3: I imagine I'm probably at the back of the line, too. So there must have been a few times where I almost lost everyone because I was (laughs) trying to find those footprints.
0: That would make sense. Um, but you you don't uh, you don't get separated from them. Everything turns out fine. Um, so you guys are starting to approach the end of the market where you kind of have two directions you can go. You can go to the sky boats, or you can take a train through the mountains. Uh, so as you kind of approach, kind of like your choice, your your fork in the road. Uh, there's a couple of almost like steel blue automatons uh, sitting at kind of like a a large gated area with these big black gates and archways. Each of them are busy handing out tickets and coordinating times. There, are, There is steam everywhere, beautiful clouds. The water in the background is just absolutely glistening. It is a beautiful day today.
1: Maria looks around at uh, her three companions goes, which one of you is the best actor? Someone. I don't care. I'll, I'll just pick one. And she grabs Lemon by the arm and goes, oh, darling, I'm so excited for our vacation today. Where are we going to go?
3: I wasn't quite sure what to do. This was new for me, but this this game, this femme fatale was- Wherever we the- go,
1: whatever place. I know it's new for you. It's new for me. That's why it's going to be so much fun.
3: Yes, after my brain surgery, I yeah. have forgotten so many places and need to- Reacquaint myself with them.
1: So we're gonna take a trip. You promised me, and all this time, I don't Maria remember this. Like, but I had brain
3: surgery, so.
0: <laughs> and he's just like so clearly an automaton.
3: Oh <laughs> no! no <laughs> I got my, i got my, I mean, granted, my. Actually, I'm gonna—I'm gonna roll for my bane burn notice.
0: Ooh, good idea. Two.
3: A one, a two, and a four. So, yeah, it's very obvious I'm an automaton. Like, my hat has just, like, blown off my head and, like, blown off to Henry or or Thirsty. Yeah,
0: the hat has, has blown off like and Thirsty, you could just easily grab that thing out of the air.
5: Uh, he does that and he says, yes,
4: my wife, let us go.
0: Oh, honey. Brain I got-
1: surgery oh, on you. our servants. <laughs> I know.
4: Our servant has had brain surgery and the three of us need to take a train far away.
1: Maria basically skips over and like keeping in mind she's like five feet. She's super short, like skips over and grabs uh, Thirsty's arm and like manages to not look as creeped out as she is. And it's just like, oh, I'm so excited! We've been planning this for so long, <laughs> and like, just doesn't make eye contact with the automatons at the gate, and is just gazing up lovingly at thirsty.
0: I to to stop yourself from looking so creeped out. We roll me a willpower. That's four dice.
1: Heck yes. <laughs>
0: a six, a five, a four, and a one. You are blown away by your own ability to just be in this relationship with a ma. (laughs) It is is extremely convincing to those around you. There are some couples going, oh, look at them. That's so sweet. And as you do, you can start to hear a familiar sound from those two automatons starting to return back. You can't quite make out what they're saying, but their voices were very familiar.
5: Um, Thirsty goes to the furthest from them uh, ticket station and turns
4: around and says, ah, My pockets are empty. <laughs> I thought I had money, but uh, turns out that I don't. Henry, Maria. would you mind
2: footing the bill? Not a problem. Uh, and... He'll he'll take out his wallet and just kind of count out, looking over at the the ticket prices and says, This is so sad. Looks like I've only got enough for all of us to go uh, in in coach.
0: That's acceptable. That is going to be two silver per person. So you have 30 pieces of silver on you, but you know that you shouldn't spend it all quite yet. You just have a feeling. So getting kind of, like, the cheapest seats at, like, the soonest time is exactly what you need to do.
3: Getting the cheap seats is, uh, it's the least suspicious. That's a good point. Maria
0: is standing
1: directly in front of Thirsty so that she's kind of obscured from sight, but still, like, gazing faux-lovingly up at him and goes, I don't care how we travel as long as we're together.
3: (laughs) Can can I have my hat back, please? Uh,
5: Thirsty puts it it on your head. (laughs) Thank you.
0: So the automaton that's Uh, that's by Henry, graciously takes the money and hands you guys tickets and directs you to the skyboats. You have no idea where you're going. You've just kind of purchased tickets to get out.
2: What's the cheapest ones?
0: The cheapest ones. So... When it comes to kind of like the ticket prices for this, Mm -hmm. the cheapest ones not only put you kind of like in not the greatest seats or locations, but they also have the most frequent stops along the way to the destination. This particular destination is going to Library Athena. As you guys are starting to approach the boat, you can tell that there are a lot of elderly monsters that are... Very keen and excited to go to the library for a little bit of quiet time away from the bustling city. Uh, so they're very excited to go to the library, but it does have two stops. Unfortunately, you have to travel above the Shadowlands to get to your first stop, which is above the corner, above the bottom corner of Amphithus. So. What Amphithus is? It's an underwater city. There are some parts of it that are above land. So then, island Earth. Dwelling creatures and monsters can come to Amphithis, but most of this area is all underwater. And there are two stops that are going to be made there, both on the north and south side. Mermen and other creatures there needing to make some stops.
3: Uh, So what do we know of the Shadowlands?
0: Go ahead and roll me
3: oh oh how about total recall
0: Ooh, yeah that's a good one
3: so um so lemon pulls out this this notebook and he starts flipping through it Mm, total recall i thought it was a reliable journal in the fact that it recorded everything was also dangerous in the fact that it recorded everything it would take me some time to flip through this but i knew it would be worth it three i'm not gonna get this Uh, two
0: fours and a five Okay, as you're flipping through your log, um, you do come across a couple uh, slivers of information that you have uh, found in the past regarding the Shadowlands. It's a very weird place so shadows you technically they cannot be defeated so when you're approaching the boat they have these vessel lights that are kind of surrounding the entire boat they are extremely bright white lights that deter away demons but when they are quote-unquote defeated they kind of like restart they seem to all congregate to the shadow land so it's kind of like their territory that they have started to accumulate to themselves as a base it's a very sketchy sketchy place that you should not ever go
3: like how did the shadows just take over at all did no one live there
0: no nobody lived there because so at the bottom you can see um so on both by the depths and the bottom there was a volcano explosion
3: oh okay i see it's
0: it's kind of turned into this dead land so nobody's ever really used it and it's just kind of been there for about 80 85 years
3: okay i imagine it's sort of like antarctica yeah just not cold but dangerous to read yeah okay cool yeah. got it thank you Aces.
0: <laughs> perfect uh so as you're starting to approach there's this there's this old hag like a literal hag <laughs> this old hag kind of looks across uh like your shoulder lemon oh my goodness this one of those log books i used to have those when i was i guess younger i've i've kind of always been old Um, they hold some fantastic information you keep that handy i lost mine long long ago and i still regret it to this day and she pats you on the shoulder and kind of looks up at you huh and starts walking away
3: wait what did you say i, I found this what did you say your name was there's was a name written oh she's gone okay well this could have been her notebook but we will never know
0: Yep, she is gone. She has mixed in with a couple other hag friends. <laughs>
3: um, already the notebook has written down that, tran- er, that interaction.
1: That thing writes note down. self. Maria kind of has been watching this and she just kind of goes, note to self. Careful what I say around you.
0: It's a very good observation.
3: You, I just realized, thinking about that, you, I didn't introduce myself. I am Lemon, private investigator.
0: Maria.
1: And like Maria's kind of paw- there's this pregnant pause before she says her name as if she's
0: deciding whether she's willing to have that written down. Perfect. And as you guys are are starting to almost start chit-chatting a little bit, uh, there's this blare of a horn signaling everybody to finish getting on board and closing things down. With these sky boats, they are elegantly built and absolutely huge. They can fit a couple hundred people. Uh, but this one in particular, there's no more than. A hundred creatures on the boat. I think after
3: that pregnant pause too, Lemon's going to look at everyone very carefully. It was a question weighing on my mind. Are you all afraid of me as an automaton?
1: I'm pretty familiar. with The automatons I should be scared of. You haven't tried to kill me or kidnap me yet. So you seem okay.
3: Uh, and Lemon kind of opens up like parts of his trench coat and shows his arms and legs to kind of show like he's not built for fighting. And he even says as much like, I'm not really built for fighting or killing. So you don't have to worry about that.
2: Well, Lemon, uh, as far as who initially terrified me the most, I can definitely say it was not you. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, who knows? It might have been Maria that scared him.
5: Yeah. In fact, Thirsty eyes Maria, and he's just like,
0: yes, some
5: of
4: us are terrifying, but I have a good feeling about all this. <laughs>
0: So right before everything starts shutting down for the ship, there is, so some of the Mermen can live above land. They just kind of slither around a little bit uh, with their tail. One with Mm. very, very gray, scaly skin comes up to Henry and says, sir, I believe this is for you. And he hands over a very small uh, square package with a letter on top. He kind of gives you this uh this kind of nodded bow as, Thank the you merman, very much.
1: as the merman comes up to Henry. Maria is like trying to slink back in among the tall people and not make eye contact and has brushed brushed her hair back over her face so that she's obscured.
3: Lemon grabs Thirsty and brings the two of them like to, to kind of cover Maria's not escape, but like to, to kind of cover her. I mean, Lemon's still
5: like having the previous conversation. He's not even aware that we were just interrupting by a merman so he's like we're all
4: monsters here (laughs) except you but you're a good monster too
3: (laughs) unbeknownst to thirsty there is this wound of my identity and his words were a salve
0: Right before takeoff, essentially. Uh, So there's, uh, there's this captain's voice kind of going around. Please find your rooms. Please ensure that no appendages, wings, tentacles, or of the sorts are hanging off the side of the boat. Please keep yourself inside as we take off. And real quick, Maria, will you roll me your bane recognized? Two
1: sixes and a one.
0: As, as you're taking off, starting to lift from the sky, and I've realized I forgot to finish describing what the boat looks like because I was pulling a boat anatomy. So I'll explain what the boat looks like real quick. So the entire ship looks like it is made of uh, kind of like a black wood uh, kind of structure as well as on the bow of the ship. It is almost like laced with gold and silver with a couple of jewels and some very strategic places as if the lace of color is wind, kind of like a representation of wind on, on the two sides of the boat are uh, these huge mechanical fans that are kind of what keep the boat in the air and moving forward. They do also still have average sales, so it's easy to keep direction, um, but they don't ever go high enough that it's ever hard for anybody to breathe. It just has never exactly been a problem in this world uh, because of the different anatomies and structures of the monsters. That's never been an issue. So as these most beautiful sails are starting to unfurl, things are taking off. The two automatons that were chasing you, they don't see you, but you see them as you start lifting off and flying away. So as you guys look at your tickets, your rooms are really close to each other um, and there's nothing really for you guys to do. So you guys can kind of... Go to your rooms if you'd like to kind of just know where they are, discover what they look like.
3: I think Lemon is going to stand watch. Um, he's even going to say to everyone, I don't have the same sleep schedule as the rest of you, so I'll take first watch. And he's going to kind of patrol around, familiarize himself with with the boat.
1: Maria immediately heads to her room and like wants to go inside where there aren't going to be people walking around to see her. Henry and Thirsty?
5: Thirsty heads immediately to the bar. Not for like any liquor, but for any beverage he can get. All the mix-ins. Orange juice, margarita mix. It's all good. He just is thirsty. So he's going to do that first.
1: I am obsessed with the idea of thirsty just drinking straight margarita mix. Like not mixed with ice even. Like it's not even a
0: virgin margarita. It's just the mix. Yep. (laughs) I love that. Henry, where are you headed off to?
2: Is there like an area that's fairly well lit where he can go so he can examine what's in this parcel?
0: Yeah, so there are a couple of places on the ship. Probably the most well lit because it's still kind of midday now. It would probably be just around the top of the ship, around the deck. But you could go underneath and there's this big common area. Um, So that's where kind of a lot of the sun-sensitive creatures go to hang out. Kind of towards the front of the ship, there's a nice little sitting area that nobody is sitting at quite yet.
2: I'd love to go there.
0: (laughs) You may go there. (laughs) Yeah, so go ahead and go and open your package.
2: Great. Do you want me to read it out loud?
0: No, you can talk about what's inside the package if you would like.
2: Great. So in addition to a nice sealed um, envelope, uh, there is a gray stress ball um, and Henry like raises it up, and he like tests it out a little bit, and you can see, um, in spite of how difficult it is to distinguish his features, it's like a smile creeps on his face of contentment. Of this, it's it's as though this is the sort of brand that he's always wanted and maybe has not been able to afford yet.
0: Perfect little stress ball. Yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. Uh, so we'll go on over to uh, Maria. So you're just kind of hiding out, hanging out, not really wanting to go yes. anywhere, or do anything.
1: Yeah. So basically as soon as she found a private area that she could be in, like as soon as she could get into her room, she does. But then of course it's really boring just sitting in a room all by yourself. <laughs> and so is there any like, you know how like hotels have like pencil and like notepads or like oh yes even like a candle
0: with like a little bit of like charcoal on the wick like is there anything like that absolutely so there's not very many actual candles there they're more like they're they're more fake candles but they definitely have this really nice white parchment with a black pen embroidered with with alliance water written on the side of the pen is there a bathroom
1: attached to this at all
0: not for these rooms for okay. for there to be a bathroom it's just right down the hall it's more like a shared bathroom so these rooms are relatively small there's just enough space for a bed a desk and occasionally some of them have windows you got really lucky and you have one at the windows is there a cup or anything of the sort yeah I would say
1: there's a, there's a cup okay so uh first thing that Maria does is she kind of sets out the paper and the pen and then she sees the cup and so she kind of pokes her head out to go down to the washroom to just to, like, fill up the cup of water just so she can, like, keep a hand or her hair or something dunked in in the water at all times.
0: Also, go ahead and roll an awareness for me. Uh, six, a five, and a four. As you're going out to the hallway to kind of go to the restroom, you can see uh, pretty far down the hall, kind of where that common area was, uh, there's a glass door and behind it is is an average sized, uh, kind of like a pool that some of the water creatures can go in uh, if they need it.
1: So Maria sees the pool and she like. You almost kind of see if anyone was there, they would see just this look of pain pass over her face because she desperately wants to go in there. But instead, she walks to the washroom and fills up her glass of water and, and heads right back to her room.
0: Sounds good. Uh, Lemon, you were keeping watch in middle of the day?
3: So Lemon will take watch in the evening. Uh, but right now he's familiarizing himself with the boat. So he just knows where things are. To make it easier in case they need to hide, escape, or et cetera. If someone gets kidnapped, like he might know some of the better areas to hold someone so that yeah. his private eyes can use find Waldo to. Find people
0: pretty quickly you can you can very easily distinguish the crew and the captain amongst the rest of the passengers the crew members are all automatons they are kind of like a sea blue kind of a color um just so they kind of stand out amongst the uh the colors of any of the monsters or any creatures there they all have so so the name of the actual like voyager are kind of like the opposite name. So the location is called Water Alliance, but everything is labeled Alliance Water, which is an interesting choice. But that's embroidered kind of uh, near their shoulder, easy to see so people can read and know who they are. The captain is wandering around kind of like the very top area. There's like a kind of like a little captain's room at the very uh, tall, highest, highest point of the ship. And it is a green merman with beautiful long red hair.
3: Okay, um, I think i going to go over and just uh, have, uh, strike up a conversation. I'm just going to walk over and say, um, is it strange being in the air? Do you fly often?
0: <laughs> you know, that's not actually the first time I've, uh, I've gotten that question. And he like kind of like pushes his hair back in this elegant fashion and some of the braids and other details in his hair just kind of beautifully blowing in the wind.
3: I'm not known for being original.
0: It is alright. It's very strange for a merman to be up in the sky, but it is quite peaceful up here and the sunsets and sunrises are quite different from the water. So I enjoy going up in the air every once in a while and as he kind of moves his hair. So he's kind of wearing, imagine like Prince Eric's shirt from The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And it's got a little pin on it. This is Carl's, which is clearly his name. May I ask, where where are you going? There's a couple of stops we're making. Where, where will you be finding yourself? And he looks you up and down, mm, sir.
3: Not entirely sure. Just grab the first ticket to anywhere.
0: Mm, that is not an everyday response, I hear. Interesting. Uh,
3: well, when you're an automaton, it's easy to pick up, leave, and... Really go anywhere you want.
0: You do make a good point. Well, as he uh kind of continues to make note of who you are and what you're wearing, he doesn't really bow to him, but kind of like that dude nod that you get, like coming across somebody in the hallway. Well, I must attend to the rest of my duties aboard. Well, wait, where are
3: you off to? I mean, where where are you headed?
0: Well, I was to just-
3: To Amphithus, I'm assuming?
0: Excuse me? Are
3: you on your way to Amphithus?
0: That is where one of our stops is. My niece does live there.
3: Sorry, that was a little insensitive of me. I just don't know uh, many mer people who well, don't live there.
0: That is true. There are not many of us, but but once one of the councilmen was a merman, it opened up some availabilities for us. So we started venturing out a little bit more. felt felt a little bit more safe for us. But Do you have any? Dying. Other questions for me?
3: No, I just felt rude not asking where you were going. Uh, sorry, it was nice to meet you.
0: It was nice to meet you as well. I'm, I'm so sorry. He reaches out his his scaly webbed hand to kind of shake yours. What was your name? Lemon. Lemon, like the fruit?
3: Ah, uh, yeah, like the fruit or like a dud.
0: Ah, I have not heard that term in quite a long time. Lemon, sir, I hope you enjoy your voyage and some of these stops along the way. And he starts kind of almost slithering off.
3: I think right after that, Lemon's going to go directly to Maria's room.
0: Perfect. And we're going to cut on over to Thirsty, who is getting thirsty at the bar.
4: I would like some liquid
5: non-alcoholic, please. Just lots of what
4: you have.
0: As you approach the bar, there's uh, one of the bartenders who's who's also an automaton. He, he kind of has, he doesn't need it, but he has an apron. Looks as if it has never had a spill on it. And he, he looks at you kind of funky. He's like, are you in the mood for some kind of water? Or are you in the mood for something with a little bit of flavor? Both. Both.
4: Uh, water and then something Both. to wash it down with.
0: That is quite the opposite of what usually happens. Give me just one moment. <laughs> and he turns around, starts creating for you. So he's got a, a glass of water. He turns around. Would you like some ice? Yes, lots of ice. I will fill it with lots of ice. And he starts filling it up with ice and then puts in the water. He hands it to you and says, I will come back with some thing to wash it down. And after a minute, he comes back with a big glass of cranberry juice. Mm-hmm. This is seems to be a favorite amongst the elder crowd. I hope you enjoy it. And he starts kind of wiping down the bar, which is clearly not dirty.
5: (laughs) And then Thirsty proceeds to drink both like very quickly.
0: At the same time? No,
5: just one at a time.
0: I just wanted to verify (laughs) and make sure. And so as you're doing that, you have kind of like a really strange sensation. It feels as if something is reaching out to you. You almost feel a hand on your shoulders. So where you're at with the bar is kind of near that common area, uh, near the bottom of the ship by all of the rooms. It's still a very nice area, but it is rather dark. So you kind of start to feel this hand on your shoulders. And as you do, time seems to kind of, pause you get a really quick headache where you can quickly see there's this dark room it is it is lined with cords all over the entire room and as soon as you you don't have a feeling about this place you just kind of are there and as soon as you see it it kind of immediately goes away the headache is gone that pain is gone and the hand has disappeared And as you turn around to kind of take a look as to what was there, there's absolutely nothing there. There are actually no other monsters there. And that is where we're going to end the episode.
4: Hell of a brain freeze.